Welcome to Cancer Out Loud, the cancer care podcast, a show featuring conversations with people living with cancer, caregivers, loved ones, and the bereaved. This is a special mini-series hosted by cancer care social workers with a focus on how the coronavirus, or COVID-19, has impacted the cancer community. This five-part mini-series will touch on coping tools and techniques to manage feelings of stress and anxiety, helpful ways to talk to children about the coronavirus, how to cope with social distancing, and more. Thank you for joining. This is Cancer Out Loud. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Cancer Out Loud podcast. My name is Mary Hanley. I'm an oncology social worker at Cancer Care. Hi, all. I'm Charlotte, an oncology social worker at Cancer Care. I'm glad to have you here today. Me and my esteemed colleague, Charlotte, are going to be going through some questions and tips about caregiving during the coronavirus. So let's get started. The first question I have, Mary, is how have you seen quarantine restrictions or social distancing change the way that some caregivers interact with their loved ones? So based on the clients I've spoken with, caregivers are doing their best to limit the amount of people who come in and out of their homes, and that can lead to an increase of anxiety. People can manage their loved one's safety pretty well, but when it comes to the personal ability to care for yourself, it can be more challenging. On the other hand, the long-distance caregivers I've been speaking with are being affected by the distance and the inability to travel even more than before. Worrying about the effects of COVID-19 to a person diagnosed with cancer, since they typically are considered high-risk, and the dangers that traveling can cause to a caregiver forces caregivers to balance challenging emotions, like feelings of guilt, feelings of not being there, the worry because they can't see the person of what's going to happen next. Caregivers might be more aware of the dangers of COVID-19 than others because they interact with the person with cancer often. But what that means is that they also have practice being alert to potential health threats. And oftentimes they can use similar skills as prior to the coronavirus to manage these same concerns. Exactly. Being a caregiver in the middle of dealing with concerns related to COVID-19 is something new to everyone. Folks who are used to protecting themselves against an existing diagnosis or even the threat of additional complications rarely have to face those dangers with a loved one as well as their own self. Now protecting your loved one with cancer also means protecting yourself from the same harms of COVID-19, and that's hard work. It's important to recognize that your experiences as a caregiver are both helpful in encouraging you to utilize existing skills of self-preservation and also difficult, as you may have been dealing with feelings of isolation and stress already leading up to this point. So Charlotte, question for you. What are some techniques of long-distance caregiving that may help caregivers who now find themselves separated from their loved ones, even if they live nearby? Yeah, Technology has allowed more people to connect, especially as humans are social beings. It makes sense to feel uncomfortable in this time, when historically as a species, we've evolved to connect with others and be near other people. This is a time when technology might allow people to connect with their loved ones, but also with people who they don't usually see on a day-to-day basis. The long-distance caregivers can help more local caregivers learn how to use this technology, but it's definitely a learning curve for many involved. Yeah, that's true. Long-distance caregivers are usually also more 
antiquated with not being able to be present for things like doctor's visits, so they may have some valuable insight on setting up a conference call with a doctor, for example, while their loved one is in for an appointment. Other strategies might be calling the doctor's office or pharmacy on behalf of your loved one, arranging for grocery delivery, helping your loved one stay on schedule with taking their medication, either through phone calls or text messages, other kinds of reminders. Just a couple of ideas. That's a long list. When caregivers are doing all of that, what are some techniques to reconcile caring for themselves during a time of crisis while caring for a loved one? So many caregivers have already developed strong coping skills regarding cleanliness and safety, and now it takes even more effort to add to those. Especially with living caregivers, it can be so helpful to get time out of the house, and that's been hugely disrupted at this point. Although getting out and taking a walk can be helpful and good to ground people, sometimes you need more than a walk. Your usual self-care techniques might need to be changed and adapted. So trying to find self-care that is meaningful in the house is essential, especially as it might feel inauthentic to force yourself to stay happy or positive. Creatively processing feelings is useful. For example, artwork, dancing, making music, writing and journaling, even like knitting, crocheting, just finding a way to express yourself and process those feelings outward so they're not just bottling up inside of you. Self-care can mean several things to caregivers. It's going to take some time to figure out strategies that work for you as a caregiver. With changing rules about seeing loved ones, it's good to know that you can always reach out to other people for support. While we always want to give 100% to caring for others, it's okay to give yourself permission to take a break now and then. It's a cliche at this point, but the reason you put on an oxygen mask first in an airplane is so that you're able to be supported before taking care of others. Self-care might be relaxing, productive, or creative, but it's also hard to balance that sometimes with staying informed about the coronavirus. Mary, how can caregivers stay up to date on important coronavirus information without becoming obsessed or fixated in an unhelpful way? So that's a good question because that's something that I've been seeing a lot of. Like with other things in life, having a set schedule or time limit for checking the news can help prevent emotional burnout from taking in too much bad news about the virus. So you can either limit yourself to one particular news source, so like a press conference at the state level or the federal level, or only a certain news outlet's highlights coverage, or only watch the news at the end of the day when all of the day's main develops have been reported. So Cancer Care also actually has some resources on our website. You can go to cancercare.org slash coronavirus, and we have a lot of information about coping with the virus, um, financial resources, basic materials about staying safe and prevention, things like that. Caregivers can use Cancer Care's website about the coronavirus to better their own education about COVID-19, as well as gain information if their loved one isn't taking safety precautions or is acting in a way that might be against current CDC or state-level recommendations. It can be really hard to share information that others may disagree with, but caregivers can also get in touch with medical professionals at this time in order to share updated information with the person diagnosed with cancer. Some people diagnosed with cancer may only take information from their oncologist 
And if they aren't in a place to hear what caregivers have to say, that's okay. The responsibility can't be all on one person. But what's important is that you make an effort and you try to do what you can for the people you love and also for yourself. Now, if you're interested, we're going to do a brief meditation. So get comfortable if possible. Take a deep breath and put your feet flat on the ground if you're in a chair. If you're reclining, let your shoulders fall back and relax behind your head. Take a moment to breathe and fill your belly with air in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you continue to breathe, imagine yourself at the top of a mountain or a hill. You're standing free and unattached. Breathe into your skin that wraps around and surrounds your body, your muscles that move you and your bones which support you. Breathe into your body and find that place that feels the most you. Open up and envision yourself letting go of that skin and the muscles and the body and that part that's wholly you is remaining. Imagine it's a light, maybe in your chest or the top of your forehead, that part of you that feels you. You're going to send it rolling gently down the hill. And as you breathe in again and out through your mouth, Imagine yourself moving down the hill, gathering speed as you go along. And as you're rolling down the hill, envision yourself moving around obstacles that come up, trees that are in your way, rocks in your path. You can steer around them. Breathe in, and on the next breath out, roll a little faster down the hill, still moving around the things that come into your way. Breathe in again and choose to slow yourself down, to roll more gently. On your next breath, come to a stop at the bottom of the hill and build yourself back up again, adding on top of that white light your bones, your muscles, your skin, and your body is whole. You are safe, you are protected, and you can choose where you go next. In the next couple of moments, wiggle your fingers, take some time to do a couple more deep breaths, maybe roll your head back and forth and come to the center. What happens next is up to you. Thank you guys for listening. Again, this is Charlotte and Mary, and have a good day. Thanks for listening to Cancer Out Loud, the Cancer Care Podcast. Cancer Care is the leading national nonprofit organization providing free professional support services, including counseling, support groups, educational resources, and financial assistance to anyone affected by cancer. You can visit us online at cancercare.org or call our toll-free hope line at 800-813-HOPE. That's 800-813-4673 to speak with a master's prepared oncology social worker.